My friends, my friends, my friends. Okay, I have a great excuse for not being on the podcast a lot lately. First, I was sick as a dog. Second, I was in Vegas. Third, I was in Revelstoke. Fourth, my friend has been visiting from Australia, so a lot of time has been dedicated to showing him around. Fifth, new semester at work. And sixth, last but not least, I launched my new sexy, my sexy brand new website. So welcome to a catch up with Ronin. Where to begin? Vegas. What happens in Vegas goes on the Little Seal English podcast to an extent. So recently I was in Las Vegas with a bunch of friends. Las Vegas, also known as Sin City. That nickname actually originated, um, well, as you can imagine, due to... Actually, before I tell you anything about Vegas, what do you know about Vegas already? What do you know about Las Vegas? L-A-S-V-E-G-A-S. Like, Think about the movies that you have seen. Have any of those movies been based in Vegas? Think about stories that you've heard about Las Vegas. What have you heard about Las Vegas? Because in this podcast, I'm going to give you a bit of information about Vegas. And yeah, we'll see what comes up. Anyways, Vegas is known as Sin City. And that is because it is a city that is known for vices and freedom. Absolutely. It was something in like the 50s or the 60s when Las Vegas developed its reputation for lavish casinos, showgirl performances, and a very, very accepting attitude towards activities considered vices or sinful in other places. Gambling, adult entertainment any form of indulgence is there in las vegas essentially you can engage in activities that might be considered sinful or hedonistic in other parts of the world however it is worth noting and important to say that Vegas is not just Sin City anymore. Vegas is certainly a place to go if you drink or you do not drink. If you're into parties or not into parties, Vegas has a little bit of everything for everyone. So, my name is Ronan, and I was recently in Las Vegas, and that is where we shall begin this podcast. This part of the podcast is going to be broken up into two parts. There's a part about the Strip and there is Fremont. Fremont is old school Vegas. That's That's where Vegas began. So first, let's talk about Fremont. F R E M O N T. And I have seven questions for you. Question number one. What is the name of the very first Vegas hotel and when did it open? Question two. When did the Fremont Street Experience have its grand opening? Number three. When was Fremont pedestrianized? Number four. 
How many LED lights are on the Fremont Experience screens? Number five, how many people go to Fremont every year? Number six, why would a person go to Fremont over the strip? You're going to have to think about that one. And number seven, what happened on February 14th, 1929 and why is it relevant today? Okay, so those are questions and the answers are going to come up in the next couple of minutes. So maybe go back, listen, write them down, get ready. It's up to you. Anyways, the first hotel casino to open on Fremont Street in Las Vegas was the Hotel Nevada, which later became known as the Golden Gate Hotel and Casino. And that opened on January 13th, 1906. And would you believe it still runs today? Yes, it is the oldest continuously running hotel casino in Las Vegas. Not the world, obviously, just Las Vegas. But that is a huge, huge thing for Vegas. That started it all off. So before 1906... No major hotel casino. And then boom, 1906, the wheel began to turn. So, the grand opening of the Fremont Street Experience took place on December 14th, 1995. And that marked the, uh, what would we say, the official unveiling of the newly transformed pedestrian street and LED canopy that covers it. This is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. So before 1995, or before 1990, sorry, before 1995, excuse me, Fremont was a street with casinos, hotels, bars, all of that jazz. Just like a regular street, busy, Traffic everywhere, congestion and noise. In 1994, they made Fremont into a pedestrianized street, which meant that no cars could drive down it, which then meant all the street was just taken up by foot traffic. So obviously it's a lot cleaner than it was before. That was done because... Fremont was becoming kind of uh, dingy or not becoming successful because one thing you have to understand, Fremont and the Las Vegas Strip are not beside each other. It's basically two different cities next to each other. So the Las Vegas Strip, which you have probably seen in movies like The Hangover or Ocean's Eleven, that is far away. That's about a 20 minute drive from Fremont. And so, as a result of the strip being successful, Fremont lost its charm and its lure for people. And so, the people in Vegas decided to revitalize it by creating the Fremont Street Experience. And if you ever have an opportunity, go, 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 go to the Fremont Street Experience. It is just another animal altogether. So, what is it? Well, number one, it's five blocks. That is 1,500 feet in length of pure party. That's one of the easiest ways to describe it. So the Fremont Street experience spans five blocks in total. 
Above the Fremont Street experience is a large canopy. But it's not just a regular canopy, it's a screen. And it is a screen that is 1,375 feet long. That is the largest video screen in the world. When I first went to the United States of America, when I first went alone, I think I would have been about 20, 22 years old, and I went to Times Square in New York, and I was blown away by the size of the television screens. You know, I'm from Ireland, we don't really have big television screens. But New York blew me away. New York ain't got shit on the size of the TV screen that is in Las Vegas, that is on Fremont Street. 1,375 feet, making it the largest video screen in the freaking world. Now, in that video screen, there are LED lights. Remember, it's over 1,300 feet long. And as a result of that, there are over 49.3 million LED lights. Yes, you heard me correctly. 49.3 million LED lights. And those lights all work together and create some absolute stunning visual displays and light shows. It's it's kind of hard to explain and words will never do it justice to just how big Fremont is and that TV screen is and how when you're at one end of Fremont you're unable to see the other end but you can hear it. Uh, Let me see 12.5 million visitors every single year who go to Fremont and we're not talking Vegas we're talking Fremont we're not talking the strip we're talking Fremont it's a different area to Las Vegas and this one little area brings 12.5 million visitors every year. In 2019, the Fremont Street Experience got a $70 million upgrade, which at the time was a good idea, but of course what happened right after 2019, the the world kind of came to an end for two years, so I don't know how long it has taken for them to remake that money. And of course, as I said earlier, the Golden Gate Hotel and Casino Opera opened its doors in 1906 and still operates today. So those are just some facts about the Fremont Street experience. It's a big, long street. There's a TV above the street. And it is a party all the time. I mean, I love Fremont. And I think if you go to Vegas, you have to spend the night at Fremont. The LED screen that spans overhead is special. It's remarkable. I will never not tell people about it. It is so weird to think that there's a TV that stretches over 1,300 feet with 43 million LED lights in it. And what do they show on the TV? Different light shows. Different different, um, images. One of the videos was a space battle. Another video was deep into the ocean and you look up and there could be a blue whale swimming over you and it just continues down the street. It's it's unbelievable, but don't take my word for it. Just do me a favour 
Because like I said, my words are not doing it justice. And just Google, look up the Fremont Street experience so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about. Now, the casinos on Fremont are old and cheaper than the casinos on the Strip. On the Strip, some casinos have a $25 minimum play. And that means every time you want to play a game of cards or go gambling, it's $25 at least. Well, that is too expensive for me. However, Fremont is a lot lower, which means you can play for a lot longer. Furthermore, the slots are cheaper in Fremont. And you know what they do in Vegas? When you spend a lot of money on the slots, they come around and give you alcohol for free. I am not joking, folks. Not only in Fremont, but on the Strip, If you are spending enough money on gambling, they will give you all the alcohol in the world. Not as a way to say thank you, but as a way to get you more drunk and to keep the party going. Because the longer you're in the casino, the more money you're spending. And don't forget the number one rule. The house always wins. The house never loses when it comes to gambling. So they obviously want you to get drunk. It encourages you encourages you to stay there. Because the casinos in Fremont are older than the Strip, the architecture is quite different. The layout is quite different. And the ceilings are very, very low. And as a result of that, one huge negative aspect of it is the smell of smoke. Yeah, the smell of cigarettes and stale smoke is rampant in the Fremont casinos. They're much darker than the casinos on the Strip. They're not as fresh as the casinos on the Strip. And if you do not like smoke, this my uh, Fremont casinos might not be the spot for you. Because it is just ripe with smoke. Everywhere you turn, there are ashtrays and people smoking. I had a few smokes inside because the novelty of it. You know, you can't smoke in Canada. You can't smoke indoors in Canada. A lot of people don't smoke at all. But when you're in Vegas, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So people will walk outside with alcohol. You're allowed to walk around with alcohol in Vegas. Nobody stops you. Nobody cares. You can have a cigarette lit in your mouth outdoors and walk into a casino with the cigarette. I'm not joking. It's just so, so different. I mean, there's a reason they call it Sin City, right? So anyways, my friends and I fucked around Fremont on Friday night. It was buzzing. It was hopping. It was a wild street party. You know, I said the street is over 1,300 feet long. There's about five stages at five different areas on the street. And each stage has a different type of music. They show different videos and sometimes they have a live band playing. There could be DJs there. All the bars open onto Fremont Street and they all have dancers on the bars. There are street performers up and down. It's it's remarkable. The dancers have barely any clothes on. Men and women. We believe in equality in Fremont. And it's just just out of this world. I mean, I, I can never get my head around just as to what's going on. But just so much input, 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 input. So, um, yeah, go to Fremont. That's my advice. Now, if you're on Fremont, you must, must, must go to the Mob Museum. 
This is one of the greatest museums I have ever been to in my life. And believe me, I never thought I would say that. I never thought by going to Vegas I would discover one of the best museums ever. But here we are. I did. So what is the Mob Museum? It's a museum dedicated to the people that built Las Vegas. The Mob the Mafia, the Godfather type of people. It's three or four floors about the history of the mob in the USA. It covers bootlegging, it has old courtrooms, it even has a wall. Yes, you heard me, a wall. There is a wall in the museum that people travel far and wide to see. Why? Because that wall is covered in dried blood and bullet holes. I shit you not. This wall has a fascinating story behind it. It is an actual brick wall from the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. A notorious event that occurred on February 14th, 1929 during the Prohibition area. Basically... The St. Valentine, Valentine's Day Massacre was a brutal gangland execution in Chicago, created by Al Capone. Several members of the rival gangster George Bugs Morin's gang were lined up against a wall and brutally gunned down. The wall, riddled with bullet holes and blood, became a symbol of the violence of organised crime in that area. So after the massacre, the wall just remained at the crime scene in Chicago for several years. And in 1967, the entire property was demolished. But not before an entrepreneur named George Pate saved the wall from destruction. He took the wall. He was a Chicago contractor who had a passion for say, history and collecting historical artifacts, and he purchased the wall and he stored it away. Fast forward to 1986, and Pate sold the wall to the creators of the Mob Museum, but no one knows how much he sold it for. The curators of the museum transported the wall from Chicago to Vegas, where it can be seen today. I don't know any country in the world apart from the USA where you can sell a wall to a museum because people were shot against it. It is a wild country. But yes, that wall is pretty cool. There are bullet holes and dry blood in it to this very day. So overall folks, Fremont, beautiful area, old school Las Vegas. Casinos are old and cheaper than casinos on the Strip. The ceilings are much lower, they're less spacious, they're more cramped. The street of Fremont itself has a giant TV over it stretching over 1300 feet. Over 43 million LED lights and that TV creates the most amazing visuals you're ever going to see on a TV. You walk up and down the street, there's live music, there's street performers. There's scantily clad people dancing on bars. It is a wonderful place, let me tell you that. And you don't even need to buy alcohol in 
the bars, you just go to a local shop because every single shop sells beer. You can go into the pharmacy and buy a can of beer. Because why not? It is Las Vegas. Okay. Moving on to the strip. Before I talk about Las Vegas, I have some uh, Before I talk about the strip of Las Vegas, I have some questions for you. Question number one. What is the name of the hotel with the largest amount of hotel rooms? So which hotel in Las Vegas has the most hotel rooms? Number two. How many hotel rooms are on Las Vegas Strip? Number three. What is the largest jackpot ever won in Las Vegas? Number four. How many steps did Ronan do in Las Vegas on average? Number five. What is noticeable about the ceiling in the Venetian Hotel? Number six. What two world-famous landmarks or icons are replicated in Las Vegas? And number seven. What can you do in the Venetian So what can you do in the Venetian? In the hotel itself, what can you do? Question eight. How big is the Bacchanal Buffet in Caesar's Palace? Question nine. How many different types of food are on offer at the buffet in Caesar's Palace? Alright, listen up, because though the answers for those questions are going to be in the next segment of the podcast, which is all about the Las Vegas Strip. Here we go. So, the Strip is where The Hangover was based. You know, uh, Ocean's Eleven was also based on the Las Vegas Strip. And, would you believe, it was really only created in the 40s. So in 1941, El Rancho was opened, that's a casino hotel, and in 46, Bugsy Siegel opened the Flamingo Hotel. And as time went on, more and more hotels, casinos were built, and eventually the Strip became more popular than Fremont, and eventually became the focal point of anyone's visit to Vegas. So in 1940s, there was no Las Vegas Strip. Then one man built a hotel and casino on the outskirts of town and boom, the Strip was born. Now, as always, I have some random facts for you about the Las Vegas Strip. Number one, Las Vegas is known as the entertainment capital of the world and has over 150,000 hotel rooms making it one of the largest hotel markets in the world. The Venetian Resort Hotel Casino has more than 7,000 rooms, making it one of the largest hotels in the world. That was number two. Number three. 
Las Vegas is home to over 1,000 licensed limousines, which means it is one of the largest limousine markets in the world. Number four. The largest jackpot ever won in Las Vegas was $39.7 million at the Excalibur Hotel and Casino in 2003. Number five. The Las Vegas Strip is about 4.2 miles or 6.8 kilometers in length. Number six. 42 million annual visitors to that strip. Fremont was something like 20 or 26 million. 42 million in Las Vegas Strip. Number seven. 6.6 billion. 6.6 billion dollars was the estimated cost of creating Resorts World Las Vegas, which opened in 2021, and that is the most expensive resort ever built in Vegas. Number eight, 15 of the world's largest 25 hotels are in Las Vegas. So 15 out of the 25 largest hotels in the world are in Vegas. The Bellagio, number nine, the Bellagio Fountains feature a large man-made lake that is 8.5 acres big. It contains 22 million gallons of water. That's insane. It is essentially a huge lake outside one of the hotels and you've probably seen it on TVs or if you Google Vegas you're probably going to see it because the fountains shoot up into the air every 30 minutes I think it is but that is crazy that is ginormous 22 million gallons of water and the last one the most important one Fact number 10, Ronan did not walk less than 20,000 steps per day when he was in Vegas. I was in Vegas for five days and every day I was between 20 and 40,000 steps. I am not joking. It was so tiring. You go to Vegas, make sure to have a good pair of shoes because you're going to do a lot of walking. So, what can I say about the strip? Is it worth going to? Yes, absolutely. Is it the best thing about Vegas? No, not for me. What do I remember from the Strip? Well, I remember walking through the casinos and people watching. I love people watching. It's so interesting because you never know what you're going to see. You never know who you're going to see. And it's just so interesting in Vegas because you have so many characters there nobody gives a fuck about what you look like no one gives a fuck about how you're dressed no one gives a fuck about what you're saying or what you're doing unless you're being a nuisance which genuinely didn't seem much of that i'd love to just walk through the casinos looking at different people and wondering who they are it was a little sad at times because it is all about addiction now i'm not a gambler i'm i placed maybe Three bets in total, and that was on the machine when I was waiting for my friends to come out of the washroom. Uh, When I say the machine, I mean the slot machines. You put the money in, you pull a lever, and you generally lose money. I I don't get it. Not for me, not my cup of tea. 
but a lot of people are into it and that's the odd thing you're walking through a casino and you're looking around and all you're thinking is how long has that person been sitting there and how much money have they put into that machine it it really is it really really is sin city now, like I said, no one cares what you look like, no one cares what you do, and everyone seems to be happy because everyone is on vacation. Even walking around the strip, not even in the casinos, so many smiles, so many different groups of people getting uh, their photos taken with Captain America, with Thor, with Hulk, with, with God knows what actors who are there. So many people are getting their selfies with the big hotel in the background and big smiles on their faces. So if you do just want to like have a good time, go to Vegas and people watch because everybody is in holiday mode. I spoke about that on one of the previous podcasts. I loved going from casino to casino. That was a lot of fun. And each casino is completely different. So, for example, there is the Venetian. I think I mentioned the Venetian. It has like 7,000 hotel rooms. That's the most hotel rooms in Vegas in one hotel. That is just sick how many people are there. But it's made up to look like Venice on the inside. And that means you can get a gondola ride in the indoor river. They have a river inside the hotel. The ceiling of the hotel is painted like a sky, so you actually have no idea what's happening outside. It could be nighttime, it could be raining, but whenever you're in the Venetian, it's like Venice, with blue skies and white clouds. It's so strange. If you go to the Bellagio Hotel, there is a huge conservatory and art installations. I'm not joking, it's bigger than a lot of just regular art galleries and it's in a freaking hotel. But they invest a lot of money in the exhibits that are happening because, I said earlier, Vegas is now trying to expand its market, not just the gamblers, not just the drinkers, not just the partiers, but they're trying to show the world that they have more than just booze, girls, drugs, casinos. If you go to Caesar's Palace, that's a whole hotel that looks like the Roman era. You go to the Hotel Excalibur and it's a hotel that is based on the medieval time period. So I'm talking castles, princes, kings, dragon, queens, all that jazz. It is a surreal city and I haven't even spoken about New York, New York. This one is wild. On the outside, it looks like New York City. New York, the other side of the country. The Statue of Liberty is there. The Empire State Building is there. And all the buildings that you see in New York City are here replicated in Vegas. You go inside the hotel and casino and the entire place is made to look like New York City in the 50s. You can walk down cobbled streets and look at shop windows indoors. It's, it's so hard to explain, but please try to picture it. You're standing outside and you are in Las Vegas 2023. There is traffic on the road. You look around and you can see New York. You walk into the building and boom, it's New York City in the 1950s. When I was in Vegas, I was able to get a photo with the fucking Eiffel Tower. You know that big tower in Paris? 
Well, if you've got a hotel Paris on the Las Vegas Strip, the fucking Eiffel Tower is outside. I took a selfie with the tower in the background, sent it to my family saying, guess where we are? It was obviously quite the funny picture. Took him a while to figure out Vegas, not Paris. It's it's something that I would encourage everyone to go to. Somewhere I would encourage everyone to go to. Like I said, my name's Ronan and I do not gamble at all. I think I spent $10-$20 maximum on slot machines and that was it. I have zero interest in gambling. The house always wins. But like, despite me not having an interest in gambling, I still loved it. The food. Oh boy, the food, the food, the food in Las Vegas. Jesus Christ, you can eat whatever you want. I had Korean barbecue, which I am mad about. If you don't know what Korean barbecue is, it's a very smart concept for a restaurant where you cook the food yourself. You pay money to cook food. That's how good the Koreans are at getting money, I guess. Well done, Koreans. So it's like you sit down at your table and there's a hot plate in front of you and you just order different selections of meat and they bring it and you fry it and you eat it. Very simple concept, absolutely delicious. You have all different types of meats that you can think of. Another thing related to food are the buffets. Buffets are really popular in Las Vegas and a buffet is kind of like an all-you-can-eat thing and we went to just one buffet because you know they're they're not cheap they're they're quite expensive we actually went to the caesar caesar's palace buffet called the bachanal buffet b a c c h a n a l google it google it and let me know what your type of food would be at this buffet like what can i say about this buffet Altogether, it is 25,000 square feet. Yes, this restaurant is 25,000 square feet. There are over 500 different types of dishes you can choose from. 600 seats, and the price was $80, 80 US dollars, I think. Did I like it? Yes. Would I go again? No. I would not go again. I would not go again because I feel it is a gigantic waste of food. For instance, at one time I went up to get um, beef brisket. I love brisket. And he gave me a ginormous piece of brisket. And I couldn't eat it. It was too much brisket. And that is a prime example of waste in Las Vegas. You pay $80 to sit down for 90 minutes... And obviously you get up and you walk and get different types of food whenever you want. And I was overwhelmed with the choices. I ate a lot. I waddled out of the the buffet. I'm glad I did it, but I wouldn't do it again. Because there are many, many other buffets a lot cheaper. But this is said to be the best buffet. So, you know, maybe you could do it. It is entirely up to you. But the food is something I will always remember in Vegas. And how good the food is. Where did we stay in Vegas? We stayed on the Strip. We stayed in a cheap hotel called the Polo Towers. It is a cheap hotel because 
it's a former timeshare hotel timeshare is a whole different concept i'm not going to get into it now but long story short the hilton hotel group bought this building beside the las vegas strip and are currently renovating it to be up to the hilton hotel standard so right now it is not up to standard that is why the rooms were cheap it was perfect we had our own kitchen and that made a big difference it made a difference because we were able to prepare food in our apartment and then go out onto the strip and eat it or just have breakfast there and not have to spend money 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 on everything you know being able to make your own coffee in your room i like that what else can i say about vegas not much it was amazing it was just so much fun i i really enjoyed it you walk twenty-five thousand steps a day uh, minimum which is just something else I mean, like, really, I'm just scratching the surface of my trip to Vegas. You know, I didn't include information about the strip club. I didn't include information about my friend almost getting arrested or worse. I didn't talk about Megamart, which was the absolute highlight that deserves its own podcast. We went thrift shopping in Vegas. I didn't talk about meeting random Irish people because, you know, the Irish people are everywhere. And when you're Irish, it's always a small world. (sighs) Those stories will come out later on another podcast. I came back from Vegas and no joke, for about two weeks I was sick as a dog. Uh, All my friends are sick. So a group of five of us went, four of us from Kelowna, and out of the four of us I was the least sick. Uh, My friends had chills, my friends had some sort of flu, we're not sure what it was. It could have been you know what, it could have been this, it could have been that, but we're not sure. Either way, I was like out of energy big time and not just because I'm tired, just out of energy. And I remember like I had a private lesson and usually I don't want to miss private lessons, but I had to cancel with the student. And we had one lesson the first week I was back and I'm not joking. I had to take a nap after the lesson. I was so tired. And you have to understand I'm Ronan. I'm Mr. Active. I'm Mr. Go, go, go. Oh. I don't know if you can hear it, but there's an ambulance going by. I've stopped stopping the recordings anymore. It happens so often. But yeah, I'm I'm usually pretty active. I love swimming, hiking. I love being outdoors, running around and doing shit. But this time I was knocked for six. It was horrible. So that's why there was a long delay in um, podcasts and all that other stuff. So what's left to talk about? Well... That was Las Vegas. It was sensational. It was a lot of fun. Go back, listen again, and try to pick out some random pieces of English, some random chunks of English. Uh, Did you catch the answer to the questions about Fremont at the start? You know, I probably should have included some questions about uh, Las Vegas. In fact, I will include questions about Las Vegas. I will edit it in after I record it. I didn't need to say that, but I did. What else has happened? Please go to my website, littlesealenglish.com. Check it out. I have a free training week coming up very, very soon, and I can't wait for that. I will be giving more information about that on the next podcast. But overall, go to my website. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ronan. 
This is a catch-up with Ronan. The unplanned, or slightly planned podcast, but a lot of improvisation. No real main English lesson with this one. Just an opportunity for you to hear facts and random shit about Las Vegas. I did not talk about the strip club. I did not talk about my friend almost getting arrested. There's a lot of stuff I didn't talk about because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Or so they say. Anyways, I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. I'm glad to have my voice back and I will talk to you all very soon. Bye for now.